Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Father, we're so grateful. Oh, we're so grateful. Thank you for your presence tonight. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you're bringing us into new things. Hallelujah. You're bringing us into new things. Oh, Father, as we continue to press in and as we continue to move forward and as we continue to keep our eyes set upon you, set upon the things that you've called us to, set upon the things that you've given us, set upon the vision that's been set before us, Oh, yes, you are moving us into new things, new territories, new areas, new areas of blessing, new areas of freedom, new areas of influence, new areas of the glory of the Lord. And so we set our eyes continually on the things that are above and not the things that are beneath so that we can continue to press forward to the mark of the high calling of God, that we may walk in the fullness thereof of everything that you've called us to. Oh, for the vision has been made plain, and those that read it shall run with it. And so we do read it, and we do keep it in front of our hearts, in front of our minds, in front of our eyes, so that when we, when we see it, Lord, we can continue to run with it. And we're not just running at the same pace, but we're picking up pace because we're operating in new grace. Oh, ha, ha, ha. New grace has come upon us. Oh, for this new pace. And we'll continue to run. Ha. We'll continue to run. We'll continue to pick up our feet one after another, one in front of another. Keep following after you, not getting off to the left nor to the right, not looking at what's over here or what's over there, but keeping our eyes set before us on the author and the finisher of our faith. And as our eyes are set upon you, Jesus, you're leading and guiding us into all truth. Oh, and so we thank you, Lord. We will accomplish all that you've called us to. We'll walk in all you've called us for. Father, because it's you. Mm, It's your plan, your purpose, your desire. And so we're yielded to you. You're the only one that's worthy. You're the only one that's worthy of our lives as living sacrifices. (laughs) Holy and acceptable to you, which is our reasonable service. Father, we thank you for it. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, thank you. Let's just thank him. Let's just thank him. We thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, new territory. New territory. New territory. Oh, just thank him for new territory. Hallelujah. New territory in your life. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. New territory in what he's called you to do. New territory. Ha, ha, in your family. Oh, oh. Yes, 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 yes. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, new territory in your family. Those that wouldn't have listened before in a prior season, those that would have been closed off in a season before, oh, there's openings coming. There's openings coming 
because with new authority, there comes new doors that are being opened. Oh, new doors are being opened in your family. Ha! So begin to thank him for it. New territory, new territory. Oh, Father, we thank you for it. We give you honor. Oh, new territory. <laughs> Glory to God. New territory. New territory. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it. New territory in finances. New territory in business. Oh, ha. oh well, I thought I, I accomplished all the territory that the Lord gave me. No, the Lord is saying he's, he's showing you more. He's showing you more. There's more for you in store. Oh, so open up your heart. Begin to hear. Begin to listen by the leading of the Spirit. Oh, and take the territory that he's showing. Oh, hallelujah. Not in your own strength. Not in your own ability. Oh, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, by the leading of the Spirit. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your spirit working together in us tonight. Lord, we're grateful to be a part of what you've called us to do. We thank you. Father, we just ask as, as I share the word tonight, the things that you've put on, our, on my heart, that we'll receive fresh revelation, that there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of our calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him up from the dead and seated him in heavenly places far above all principality, power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age which is to come. Hallelujah. Oh, you gave him to be head over all things for us, the church. Father, we're grateful for it. Jesus, we're, th we're thankful that you did it for us, and we give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Glory to God. Aren't you thankful for the presence of God? Hallelujah. He's worthy tonight. Woo, he's worthy. Amen, 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 amen. Well, I want to share uh, something that's on my heart um, that uh, the Lord stirred me up in a, a, a little while ago. And um, I think this will be helpful. Uh, I think it, it, it uh, dovetails nicely with the things Pastor has been Preaching on uh, where where concerning us us and our and our standing in Christ and those things, Amen. Hasn't that been a wonderful series, Amen? And that was a good word this morning, Amen. Hallelujah! I know uh, tonight a bunch of us are serving, but it's good to be stirred up in in the purpose of why we serve, Amen. It's good to be stirred in those things, isn't it? So if you if you weren't uh, here because you were serving in another department, let me just tell you, you'll be blessed by the message this morning. It's already online, so go check that out. It'll be good. Amen. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit uh, tonight about standing against mental attacks. Um, you know, let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And uh, when you're there, say, amen. That's good. Woo, woo, or something. Amen. Let me know you're there. And um, sounds like pages are about done turning. Uh, let's start in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Aren't you glad he said his might? Not my might, not your might, amen, but his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. 
didn't you know that the, or did you know that the devil is wily? He's, he's a wily foe. And, and, and in the margin of my Bible, uh, that, that word wily just means, because uh, that's kind of a old, old term. If you used to watch Looney Tunes and you know uh, the wily coyote, you know. And that's a good depiction of the enemy. He, he's not super intelligent, but he is persistent. And, and the, how many have saw Looney Tunes back in the day? And the wily coyote just continued to try to set trap after trap after trap. But how many know the roadrunner, because he was quick and he was continuing to run the race that he had set before him, wasn't caught up in any of the traps? Amen. He outsmarted what the enemy had, had set. And, uh, and I always think about that when I'm reading this verse uh, because... Uh, the enemy is wily, which just means scheming. That, that's what the margin of my Bible says, scheming. Um, this we, that we may be able to stand against the scheming of the devil. For we do not re- wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. Uh, pastors uh, expressed some things about that a little while ago. Um, I won't get into that. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. How many know? Uh, today is the evil day. If the evil day was 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 back here when he was writing to the Ephesians, today is the evil day. He's exhorting us that we ought to be able to stand and withstand in the day. Amen. And it says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. And I'm not going to get into the... Um, to the uh, the armor armor here. That's not the point of my message. But I just want to um, uh, exhort you tonight that we must stand against the attacks of the enemy. And I'm not trying to glorify the devil, but how many know the Bible also says we ought not be ignorant of the devil's devices, which is actually the same Greek word of scheming. The devil is is has lost uh, power and authority over you, but he still is good at scheming. Where when it comes to believers, and if we're if we if we're not ignorant, then we won't fall prey to his schemes and his devices. And a lot of how the enemy comes at us, because it's really the only area that that he has access. A lot of times is right here between the ears. Right here between the ears, and 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 he he comes to, to against our minds because uh, how many know like Brother Hagen said you you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair, right? And so the enemy has access to bring thoughts, but he doesn't have access to make those thoughts stay. And so I just want to look at uh, um, here uh, real quickly um, about uh, some of these things here so that we can have some tools uh, to stand against the enemy. Does that sound good? Amen. Um, and so uh, let's turn over to Second Corinthians. Oh, actually, I just quoted that, so we don't need to go there. Um, you know, the enemy, why do we need to stand? Because the enemy wants you to back off what God's called you to. Why is he after? Why is he after us? Uh, why does he bring thoughts? It, it's not so much just to torment us in terms of he just wants to torment us. That that's probably part of it. But the main purpose is because he's he's coming after your call. You know, uh, I think it was Peter that said uh, we need to make sure that our call, our election and call is sure, right? Because the enemy's after your call. He's after your purpose. He's after the destiny that God has planned for you. Because because he knows that if you 
walk out the plan that God has for you, like Pastor Greg was saying this morning, each one doing their share, then it causes growth to the body. It causes increase. It causes the kingdom of God to increase. And that's what the enemy is, doesn't want. He doesn't want as it is in heaven to be on earth. He doesn't want the expansion of the kingdom of God here. He doesn't want his territory lessened. He wants, he wants to be able to continue to, to have his territory and his influence because he knows his time is running short. And so the only time he has is now to, to, to be in control and, and, and to function as, as a little G in this earth, right? And so we, we, he, he's after the call of God on our lives. He's after the call of God. So that's why he brings these thoughts. And he's, he's, he wants you to back off your commitments, how I many you know you can't, you can't ha- uh, function in the call of God if you back off the commitments that you made to God, right? I'm not going to function in, my call, in the call and giftings on my life if I'm, if I'm calling out every other week and saying, you know what, Pastor, I just can't lead this morning. I'm just not feeling it, you know. I'm just a little down and out. Pastor would be, take about two or three weeks of that, and Pastor would say, you know what? We're going to find a new music minister, brother, uh, <laughs> one that has some faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, but, but how many you know, it, 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 when we back off the commitments that we've made to God to walk in the things that he's called us to, it, uh, that, that causes a stoppage on, our, on the call. It causes a stoppage. And what did the Holy Spirit say before, uh, before we started opening up the word here that, that we're picking up the pace? Amen. We're not, we're not even staying at the pace that we're in. We're picking up the pace. Amen. And, and the enemy doesn't like that, right? Um, but, you know, the enemy is crafty. He's not just going to say, hey, Zach, I, I got an idea for you. Why don't you quit serving? You know? That, how many of you know that that's usually not how it comes? Just You know what? You should just throw in the towel and quit serving today, Eric. You know, Jordy's been playing the drums. He's better than you. He's, you know, you just should stop and, and just quit, right? No, that, that's not how the enemy go, does. He's sneaky. He's crafty. You know, we had to, I had to catch some uh, uh, stray kittens that were around the house uh, about six or eight months ago. And they uh, were, the, we had a wild cat that came up and gave, and gave birth to some wild cat, kittens. And how many of you know that, that I didn't just walk up to them, snack, snack, snatch them, and put them in the, in the cage. That's not how it worked. I had to bait them. I had to, I had to leave out some food. I had to uh, feed them in a certain place for a little while. And then they got comfortable eating there. And then after a little while of that, I put some food in a trap that they would then walk in after they were comfortable eating where there was no trap. All of a sudden there was a trap. And I caught them. Well, the enemy's no fool. He, he knows how to trap people, and, and he knows how to. He's, he's patient. The one thing about the enemy, he's patient. He'll leave the niblet of food. He'll leave the, the idea. He'll leave the thought. He'll leave the, the negative view of things. And, and, and if there will be no consequences for a while. Then all of a sudden you find yourself in a cage and being hauled off to the uh, humane society. <laughs> um, and I'm sure they were adopted and went to a lovely home. Ah. But it's like us, us hunters know, know, know the same thing. You know, you don't, you don't put out corn and then, and then just start shooting immediately, you know. 
just you're out there, anything you hear, boom, boom, you know, uh, because how many know no, nothing's going to come to your feeder, right? And, and when you're an expert hunter like Brother Steve over there, he plants like fields with, with the food that the deers like to eat and, and sets the atmosphere just so perfect and puts out corn and, and all those things. And, 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 and he allows them to come and graze on that for what? Weeks at least, right? How long? Months. For months, he, he lets those deer come worry-free till they're super comfortable, and, and they're just eating and enjoying life, and, and, and then all of a sudden, Bambi and his mom come up, and, you know, I'm a hunter too, so this, I can pick on them. Um, but then these deer, they're used to eating in that spot. They're used to being, being comfortable there. Then all of a sudden, boom, they hear a noise, and they slump down. And Steve throws them over his shoulder and takes them out and butchers them and feeds his family. Isn't that good? Amen. So I'm just saying that if we're, if we're intelligent enough uh, to, to bait, th- you know, animals that we're trying to catch, the enemy is intelligent enough to bait us. And a lot of times he baits us with a thought. He baits us with a thought. And um, let me just read this story real quick. I, I, I promise I'm not trying to scare anybody, and, and my message is not the unpardonable sin. But the Lord really uh, stirred me about uh, the story where Brother Hagen saw a vision of the of the lady, and and I would I felt like I would butcher it, and it's not that long, so I'm just going to read it to you real quick. Um, anyways, it's uh, he says suddenly in the vision I saw a woman. I immediately re- recognized her as being the former wife of a minister. I had been introduced to her and her husband on an occasion. Other than that, I didn't really know either of them, and I didn't have any communication with either of them in any way. I only knew that she had since left her husband. The, this is the Lord talking to Brother Hagin. He says, this woman was a child of mine, the Lord said. She was in the ministry with her husband. She was filled with the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit were operating in her life. So that's, a, that's a, someone who's not just, goofing around that's somebody who's after after the plan of God right and and it says um uh he says here he says uh operating her life one day an evil spirit came to her and whispered in her her ear you are you are a beautiful woman and you could have you could have had fame popularity and wealth but you have been cheated in life by following the Christian walk it was just one little sentence one thought And the woman realized that it was an evil spirit and said, get behind me, Satan. And the spirit left for a period. How many of you know just because you resist one time doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to try to come back, right? It says, and by uh, by and by the same spirit returned. He sat on her shoulder and whispered in her ear, you are a beautiful woman, but you have been robbed by taking this lowly walk of Christianity and living a separated life. Now he's digging in a little bit deeper. He said, again, she recognized this as Satan and said, Satan, I resist you in the name of Jesus. And then he left for a while. But he came back again and sat on her shoulder, whispering the same things in her ear. This time she began to entertain the thoughts, for she liked to think that she was beautiful. Um, You know, it's nice to hear you're beautiful every now and again. Amen. Uh, Or handsome or something, you know. Uh, And then it says, as she began to think along the lines the devil suggested to her, she became obsessed with that thinking. 
Then in the vision, I saw the, the woman be, uh, become as transparent as glass, and I saw a, block, a black dot in her mind. The dot represents the fact that she had become obsessed in her thinking with this spirit, the Lord said. And at, at first, she was oppressed on the outside, but as she allowed the devil's suggestions to take hold of her thoughts, her mind became obsessed. She wanted to think, I am a beautiful woman. I could have had wealth and popularity, but I've been robbed in this life. Still, it wasn't too late. She could have resisted. Aren't you glad? Amen. She could have had refused to think those thoughts. Then the evil spirit would have fled from her and she would have remained free. But she chose otherwise. Uh, that's the, the key right there. Finally, she left her husband and went out into the world seeking fame and wealth that the devil offered. She took up uh, uh, another man. And after a time, the, uh, that thing got down in her spirit. And in the vision, I saw the black dot move from her head down into her heart. And the woman said, I don't want the Lord anymore. Just leave me alone. And uh, Brother Hagen goes on to, to communicate with the Lord, like, why are you showing me this? You know, is it for me to pray? And he said, no, I'm showing you this so that, so that you can know how, how these things happen. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to scare anybody. And I'm not trying to glorify the devil. But what I'm saying is just with one thought... That's how that that's how that came. And and it wasn't that the thought came, it was that she began to entertain it. And so we need to be we need to be uh, uh, diligent at what thoughts are coming in. And like Brother Hagen said, if like, pretend it's a bird and shoo it off. You know, if Pastor came in here and he and he had a robin's nest in his hair, we'd be like, What's going on, Pastor? You know? Well, this bird came and you know there's not much I can do about it. And and we'd say, Well, what in the world? What do you mean there's not much you can do about it? Yeah, it came, sat on my head, and then started bringing bringing leaves and, and sticks and things, and now now it just got a nest in my head and and we'd be like what is going on with our pastor, you know, uh, but, or anybody, you, you, would, you would begin to think, what is going on with this person? Well, in the same way, th that's how ridiculous it is for, for when a thought comes to begin to let it stay in here. Amen. Um, your thoughts are very powerful. Turn over to Joshua 1.8 real quick. Very familiar uh, scripture, but I just want to point out something. You're there, say amen. It says in Joshua 1 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. What you meditate on, you will observe to do. What you meditate on, what you think on, you will observe to do. And it says, uh, uh, you observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Just on the words of his mouth and the thoughts in his head was, was what the key was for him having prosperity and success in his life. It was what he had in here and what he had in here. Our thoughts are very powerful. Amen. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 9. You don't have to turn there, but if you want to, go ahead. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on 
on these things. Amen. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Uh, Psalms 1, uh, uh, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. How many know what you delight in is what you're thinking on? Uh, his delight is in, is in the law of the Lord, and in the law he meditates day and night. Then he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. Glory to God, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah, aren't you glad? See, that's why the enemy is after your thought life, because he knows the power that lies in the man's thoughts. He's been around a long time, and he's seen, he's seen how it works. Works and he's willing to be patient and drop a thought uh, 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 of discouragement or thought, uh, drop a thought of depression or draw, drop a thought of strife between you and a brother or sister or drop a thought of distrust between you and, and your pastors. Or, or, or and, and those thoughts come. And, and why is he bringing those thoughts? Because he knows if you'll grab hold uh, of a thought like that and begin to entertain it. Amen. Entertain it. What does that mean? Mull it around. Roll it around. Let it come back and let it, let it then think on it, you know, the first time you cast it away, but then the second time, all of a sudden, you're giving it a little more credence. Well, maybe that is true. You know, no, 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 I'm not going to think about that. But then as he is persistent, if you allow more ground to be gained, he knows that, that your thoughts will lead you to observe to do something. And we want to stay in the will of God. Amen. Say, I want to stay in the middle of the will of God. Amen. Um, and so, so our thoughts are powerful. Let me just give you a few um, practical keys to standing against mental attack. Um, these are just three things that, that, that the Holy Spirit gave me. Number one, identify that you are having a thought. And this sounds really silly. Honestly, I'm like, really, Holy Spirit? Identify that you're having a thought. But this is honestly where a lot of people miss it. They don't realize that they're just having a thought. Because this is what happens. You think, you know what? Mike didn't smile at me this morning. I bet, he, I bet him and Jordy have been talking about me. And that thought comes. Well, where did that thought come from? But here's the thing. If you don't stop and identify that you're having a thought, you'll think that's just you. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants, to th he wants you to think, this is me thinking this. And really, it's a seed trying to be planted by the enemy. But if you'll stop and say, I'm ha this is a thought that I'm having, why am I having this thought? Right? Why am I having this thought? Um, you know, uh, we ha we, when we have a thought of sadness or discouragement, anyone ever had a thought where you're just going about your day and then all of a sudden you just, sadness comes. And you have a thought, well, things aren't really like I wanted them to be at this stage in life or you know, I'm a little overweight more than I want to be, or you, you, you know what I mean? Just a discouraging thought. Anyone ever had a thought like that? Well, my, you know, I wish my, my hair looked like Brother Eric's because he looks so good with that shiny head, and you know, and I just, you know, I've got this mop on my head. You know, there's the thought that comes. And, you, and, and, and all of a sudden, before you know it, you're, you're mulling it around and, and you're identifying with that thought, right? 
Well, that's just the, that a, lot of, a lot of times those are, those are seeds that the enemy's trying to, trying to bring to, to, to come against you. You know, I was out um, a couple, uh, about a month and a half ago, and I was, uh, I was in a, a season where, where uh, not a season, but just a couple days where the enemy was really attacking me. But, but how many of you know sometimes you don't always realize you're under attack? You're just kind of fighting off, fending off thoughts, fending off things that are discouraging ideas and things. And I was out here uh, patrolling the 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 uh, new landscape for weeds, and because uh, that's my job, I'm under weed control. You know, if I see them pop up, bam, you know, knock them down. And and so I'm patrolling, and as I'm doing, I'm just praying in the spirit, and uh, and patrol patrolling. Patrolling my my inner garden and patrolling the church's garden all at the same time, you know. And I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost, walking around, and just came up out of my spirit. I didn't even I I didn't even know I said it until I was saying it. It, it I said I'm under spiritual I'm under a, a spiritual mental attack. And then when I said it, I was like, huh, I guess I am. And I said, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's what it was. And as soon as I was able to identify that I was under a mental attack, then I knew there was something I could do about it. Because these were no longer just, it wasn't just me feeling this way or feeling, I'm feeling discouraged or I'm feeling, no, I was able to draw a line. No, this is an attack and I can, I can do something about an attack, right? And when you realize you're under attack, when you realize that a thought is coming from the enemy, then you know what to do with it, right? You're not just, you're not obligated to entertain it. You're not obligated. Once I realized that it was an attack, I knew I'm not obligated to continue to think this way. I've got, a, I've got a decision to make. And thank God when, when, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, he gives you answers. Sometimes you don't even realize what's happening just out of your heart. You realize all of a sudden I'm under mental attack. I, I, the enemy's after, after my mind. I'm going to take authority over that. And, and how me know that, that as soon as I began to, to, to thank the Lord, uh, uh, those things stopped and, and, and peace came. And I was like, whew, I wish I would have, I would have seen this uh, two days ago so instead of dealing with this, right? But, but thank God I did see it. Amen? Yeah, sometimes you're as slow as I am. Uh, and, uh, you know, some, here's the other thing. When you're, when you're growing and, and, and moving forward in God and the presence of God is watering, the word is watering, and, and your garden is growing, how many know every garden, weeds try to pop up in the garden? We put out that brand new landscaping. It's beautiful. It looks great. And still, weeds are popping up. Why? Because there's water happening. There's fertilizer out there. And so when, when there's water and fertilizer, plants grow well, but how many know weeds also grow well? And in your own soul, sometimes there's weeds that try to pop up. And when 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 you're you're being watered, there's weeds that try to come up and choke out the the good things that God's planning. Well, we we've got to be on patrol, walking around in in our hearts and in our lives, and pulling out those those things, those thoughts that are trying to come. Amen. Uh, number two, uh, and I'm going to try to go through these pretty pretty quickly. Uh, number two, identify the identity source of your thought. So identify that you're having a thought. Identify the identity source of your thought. What does that mean? Where is this thought coming from? Is this a thought that's coming from a loving father? Or is this a thought that's coming from the accuser of the brethren? Well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I, can, I can take that new territory the Lord was talking about Sunday night. I don't know if I have enough faith. Is that coming from a loving father or is that coming from the accuser of the brethren trying to sneak in and rob? Because what the enemy comes, what, when to steal the word? 
immediately to steal the word. How does he do it? A lot of times with a thought that puts a limitation on what God has just said. Right? And, and so uh, identify where the source of the thought. Um, there's only two identities in your life that, that, so, that thoughts can come from. It can be rooted in the old man, right? Or it can be rooted in, in the one that pastor's been talking about, in the new man, that all things are of God. And so, you know, our minds and our souls did not get born again. Like pastor was saying, uh, we have to retrain. Romans 12.1, we, we have to renew our minds so that we can prove and walk out the, the, the will of God, right? And so, so our old man and our thought life sometimes still has connections to that old life, Right? And so things try to pop up and come from that from that identity source. Well, you know, I don't think I don't think I can accomplish that. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm I have the value for that. I don't think that I'm that I'm smart enough. I don't think I'm bold enough. I don't how many of you know have those thoughts sometimes that try to creep up. Where what identity is that coming from? Is that coming from your identity in Christ or is that coming from the identity of the old man? And and when you begin to recognize you're having a thought and then you begin to label put you know make a chart, old man, new man. And you say, "Okay, I'm having a thought. Where is this thought coming from?" And you put it under the category of old man, then you know immediately that is not a valid thought. That thought is no longer valid for you. That thought no longer has position and and power and control in you. The only way that it can is if you begin to meditate on it. If you begin to meditate on the old man thoughts day and night, then you'll observe to do the things that the old man used to do. You begin to see things the way the old man used to see. But if you then, if you recognize where that thought's coming from, put it in the category that it belongs, then you know, nope, that's an old thought that's been crucified with Christ Jesus that has no no longer has power to speak in my life, no longer has power to speak up here, no longer has has any ability to dictate what I do. And then when you label it and put it in the right category, then you're free to walk away from it. And I know these are real pra- this is a real practical thing, but, but I think it will help some people because sometimes we just get caught up in thinking and we're going through our day and you're having thoughts come in. I mean, we have thoughts. I don't know what the, 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 uh, 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 the, the statistics would be about how many thoughts come in our head during a day, but there's a lot, right? You're having this thought and that thought, and and, and especially if you're if you're someone who's like a daydreamer like me, you know, you're you're thinking about this and you're thinking about that, and then you're thinking about this, and and and, uh, and it's important where what those thoughts are and making sure we're monitoring those thoughts. Amen. No one else can monitor your thoughts but you. So are they in the identity of the new man or are they in the identity of the old man, the unrenewed mind? Is it coming, like I said, from a loving father or is it coming from the accuser of the brethren? Is it a thought of limit, limitations or is it a thought of limitlessness? This is something that, that, that I like to label limited or limitless. Because how many you know it's the enemy who wants to limit the, the reach that you have? It's the enemy that wants to limit the, the, the ability that you have to go after the will of God. It's the enemy that wants to say, well, because of this and because of that and because of these things that are already pre-existing, this thing that you saw in your heart can't come to pass. Right? Those are limitations. And it's easy for me to, to uh, uh, identify that when I say, is this a thought that says expand the place of my tent? lengthen my cords, strengthen my stakes, or is this a thought that says I'm not going to be able to accomplish the will of God? Well, you know, you're 38 and, and you haven't done everything that God said, so, so you know, the, 
that's, that's almost half your life, and, and now you only have that many years left. You know, is that a thought of limitations? Or your family has never been well off, and you weren't good for, with money for so long, so you can only expect this much, even though you're giving. I know, I know Brother Steve got up there and said tithing was, was, was holy to God and that he would open the window. I, I know Brother Steve said that, but he comes from a well-to-do family. and, and, and Not that he does, but I'm just saying these thoughts come in and try to limit limit what you can do because, because you're not in the same exact situation as someone else. That's a thought of limitation. It comes from the accuser of the brethren, and it's there to shut down and to limit the, the word of God, the seed of the word of God that's been planted on the inside that wants to spring up into a tree, oh, hallelujah, and bear fruit in its season, amen, that, that is green and, and, and full of life. And so we got to identify these thought sources with the identity of the source so that we're not, we don't fall pray to wrong thinking. Amen? Hallelujah. Is that good? Um, identify the response. So there's just three. We're on the last one. I'm going to make it through tonight. Somebody say, make it through, Brother Steve. Y'all pray I make it through. Um, identify the response. As faith people, I think this is, this is, a, is, a, is a good key. A lot of times as faith people, we just throw the nearest weapon that we have at, at the things that are coming against us. Well, I just take authority over that. Instead of stopping and saying, Holy Spirit, what should my response be? Well, I'm just going to speak the word. Okay, that's good. But what is the, respo- what is the response that the Holy Spirit is, is, is prompting you to do? Now, when I was... Um, when I, when I was Walking around here on the in in the on the the lot, looking at at the weeds, and I re- realized I was in in a uh, uh, under a spiritual attack on my mind. I did. I said, "Lord, I just take authority over that." And He said, "That's good, but I have a different response for you." He said, "You need to praise." And and because normally what I do is take authority over thoughts. That's normally my go-to, and and that and that's right and good, right? That's not a wrong response. That's a good response. But not it's not always the response. Sometimes there's there you need to speak the word. Sometimes you need to address it with a certain scripture. You need to get in here and say, No, in the name of Jesus, I, I'm the head and not the tail. No, you your word says I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. You know, you there you need to speak the word. You know, Jesus, when he was tempted by the enemy, the enemy came and he spoke the word. Well, a lot of times that's what needs to happen. But if you just go to your go-to weapon, you just throw whatever weapon you got laying around, that maybe that's a good start. But you need to, you got the Holy Spirit for a reason. He's dwelling on the inside. You're in relationship with him. And, and so, uh, uh, you know, he, he's leading and guiding us into all truth. He's showing us the things that are to come. The, the Bible says we hear his voice and the strangers we don't hear. So, so we ought to engage with the Holy Spirit. What is, what is my response here? And, and so he, the Holy Spirit said, that's good, but you, you need to praise. How I many? Uh, let's turn over just real quick to um, uh, Matthew 21, 16. Y'all know the scripture, but it's good to see it. Hallelujah. And uh, 
we're just kind of picking up in the middle of, of the story of Jesus, but, it, but it's the scripture there, the quote that he quotes out of Psalms that I want to get to. It says, and Jesus said to them, yes, have you ever read, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. And then turn over to uh, Psalms 8 too, real And it says, uh, oh, Lord, or that's, that's one. It says, out of the uh, mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Well, that same word strength, Jesus said, was praise. Amen. Uh, and if Jesus interprets it as praise, I'm okay with that, right? It says, because, uh, because of your enemies, that you may, what? Silence the enemy and the avenger. How many of you know if, if, uh, Michelle's trying to tell me a story, and she's trying to tell me about my day, and I'm and I'm just going, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm not going to be able to hear what she's saying because I'm declaring something. I'm I'm lifting my voice. Well, it's the same way that works when the enemy's coming, coming against your mind, coming against you with thoughts. A lot of times, our response needs to be praise because God's actually ordained praise. What does ordained means? It means He set it up. For that purpose, he's set up one of the one of the things about praise is it actually silences the voice of the enemy. So whether you're being tempted, whether you're having a negative thought, maybe you're having a thought of strife, man, I I guarantee you, if you if you if you check your heart and and begin to yield to praise on the inside, that those thoughts will begin to be quiet. You know, I I was just walking around and I just began to thank the Lord. Lord, I thank you that I am an overcomer. Father, you're awesome. You're good. You've made me to to be a to be a, a, an overcomer and I'm free and I'm blessed and I'm well and I'm coming over the top. I'm not yielding to this thought. I'm not yielding to these thoughts. I don't have to listen to the enemy. He might be trying to attack me, but he's defeated and I'm and I'm reigning in life. And I just began to thank the Lord as I was looking at weeds. I began to bless the Lord and just say, Father, I thank you. I thank you that I don't have to yield to these thoughts. I thank you that I don't have to listen to these things. Lord, you're good. You're worthy. You're faithful. You put me over the top every time. You're good. You're awesome. And I began to praise the Lord. My response of praise, amen, just silenced. The, that, that a mental attack just stopped. It couldn't keep on. Because in the same way, you can't listen to, to, to somebody in the natural talk if you're hollering stuff, right? Well, in the same way, you can't, your, mind, your mind does not multitask that way. And when it disengages from the thoughts of the enemy and engages with your heart, woo, hallelujah, how many of you know the presence of God comes? And the glory of God begins to, begins to become real to you and, 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 your, and, your, and your heart is stirred and, and, and where, your, where your faith was trying to, to grow weak in an area, all of a sudden, you're, you're, nope, nope, I know. I know what the Lord said to me. I know he said that I was going to accomplish this. I know he said that he would come through in this area. I know that he said that, that, that I'm going to fulfill the plan of God. Whatever, whatever area, you praise God for what God has said. Amen. It's fine to speak the word, but sometimes, sometimes we need to let praise come out about what the word of God says. Sometimes we need to give God praise. Sometimes praise is the only prescription. Sometimes praise is the only way for you to, to I remember uh, uh, in my younger years when, when the enemy would come with temptations, one of the things I would do is I would just begin to walk around my living room and just say, oh, I'm free. The Lord has made me free. The Lord has made me free. I thank you that I'm free. Oh, glory to God. I don't care what it looks like I'm free and what would happen the the temptation would flee and I would be free 
Amen. Well, that's, that's what, what one of the reasons praise, praise has been fashioned is so that you can shut up the, the voice of the devil. Amen. Am I supposed to say shut up in church? Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Pastor Angela, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's turn over to James chapter 4. We'll stop here in a second. I still see daylight peeking through the door, so we're doing good. <clears throat> it's been a good good service, amen? God is so good. <clears throat> um, let's just start back in verse uh, 6. It says, but he gives more grace. Aren't you thankful? Therefore, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So the ones that are getting more grace are not the proud but the humble. Amen. And it says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. In order to resist properly, you have to be submitted. Amen. And, and I'll just say this. If there's an area where you're resisting isn't, isn't uh, gaining ground, if you're not seeing the enemy flee, check your submission level in that arena. Because a lot of times the enemy's not leaving because you're not submitted in that area, not fully submitted. And so that if you, if, and I'm just saying that just, just because you might say, well, you know what, I've tried praising, I tried pre- speaking the word, and, and the enemy's still bothering me. Well, well, check and see if you've submitted that area to God fully. Because I'll tell you one thing, if, you're, if you haven't submitted, maybe it's a temptation or, or, or of sin. If, you've, if, if you're trying to praise and, and give God glory, but, you're, but you've not really submitted that area to God, then the, enemy, the enemy's not fooled. And God's grace isn't able to come and be effective. And so, so I'm just saying that because, because I, I don't want us to say, someone to leave out here and say, well, I've tried praising, I tried, and, and these thoughts keep coming. Well, have you submitted it to God? Have you laid it at his feet? Have you said, Lord, this, this, I, I know I, I, have, I have strife with, with my brother Zach over there because he's just, he's just not very, very nice to me. Well, but, but I just thank you, Lord, you're blessing him, you're, but, but then you're not, you've not really forgiven him. Well, f- check, see what, what. Zach's giving me the evil eye over there. I bet he's mad at me. That's a thought from the enemy. <laughs> Just testing y'all. Um, and so, so check and see, are you, submit, are you fully submitted in that area? Because resisting doesn't work without submission. But when you're submitted immediately, as soon as you make the decision to submit, it's not like a, a process where you, where you then have to gain. No, you, as soon as you, in your heart, submit fully to God, then immediately you have the ability to resist the enemy. Amen. And whether it's shouting, whether it's praising, whether, man, sometimes you just got to dance before the Lord. Sometimes I remember when, when, when I was under great financial pressure uh, uh, back at the, the, the recession that we had and, and there, was, there was bills that were due and things, and there would be like a, a, a cloak of worry that would try to crawl up my back. Anyone ever had that? Where you, like as long as you were busy and doing stuff, it's no big deal. But as soon as you get home and there's nobody home and it's just you, then all of a sudden it was, I could, I could sense like this cloak trying to get on my back. And I remember I'd walk in 
in the door and I'd sense that and I'd have to slam the door and just say, ah, thank you, Lord. You're blessing me. Oh, I'm free. Glory to God. I know that, that you're coming through. And I would just run and dance around the living room. Glory to God until that thing was off me and the joy of the Lord was back on me. Amen. Thoughts, oppression, depression, whatever it is that the enemy's coming against you with, you have authority over it. If you're submitted to him, then you have authority over it, and you don't have to yield to it. You don't have to entertain it. You don't have to obey it. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to get out of your place because you've been entertaining a thought that's saying, that's saying this, that, or the other. Amen. The enemy does not have authority to keep things in your life. You have the authority over the enemy. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.